Lady, the problem isn't in my pants. Chris Evans' dick. <laughs> oh, we're gonna talk about Chris Evans' dick. I'm just saying it's an interesting I thing mean, that happened. We normally talk about it, but just off air. I know. <laughs> Your wish has finally come true. <laughs> oh, but is it though? Like, right? Because now it happened, so it's like it's one of those things where like it was the mystery that was alluring, and now that it's out there, it's just like they live up to the hype. That's all. <laughs> you can see the picture online. I didn't look it up. Yeah, me either. That's how I found out. It's just the picture was there. I thought you were going to say it's because you looked it up. <laughs> I showed you that picture of Pikachu. I, I search every day and it finally showed up. <laughs> it's not, I technically don't search every day. I mean, the, the Google page is just left up there. So when I log in. <laughs> so I think what everyone wants to know. 10 inches? <laughs> I didn't measure it. Oh. <laughs> doing all this math. You're like beast with all those algorithms. Like trying to figure out what the size really is. <laughs> I think that's what it, it secretly all that math equation is beast trying to get at what like what the size of his dick is without actually breaking out a ruler. <laughs> like he's going the long way. He's trying to find a way to it. make it ten inches. <laughs> yeah. But like just by stretching the truth, not by like performing any science. The truth this is what he calls his dick. Is it <laughs> yeah, the isn't truth. there a um <laughs> fuck what uh, a Simpsons episode where they're like Two plus two is three or five. One of them, right? And they like go through this insane long equation to prove. I think you're thinking of South Park where they're trying to find their true dick measurement where you have to like no, no, no. take volume by... <laughs> no, it's just a stupid throwaway joke I think that like would, ran in that episode where like Bart hired somebody. Like the, the teacher was like uh, two plus two isn't five. And so then he hired like some physicist or something to come in and prove that two plus two did in fact equal five. Oh. I was thinking yeah. of the South Park episode where they posted everybody's grade point average and they thought that the school posted everybody's dick length. <laughs> <laughs> so like everybody thought like Stan was the coolest kid in school because he had a 4.0. <laughs> Cartman was like, then how do they know that I have a 1.8? <laughs> Yeah, I remember. Was he like berating Butters because Butters didn't want to uh, measure his dick because he was pulling a shy turtle? Yeah, because so it was like it was like he was tucked inside. He was doing yeah because he was getting everybody's true measurements. Yeah, because he said it was off. And then he, everybody did. It. He measured everybody's dick, and then he's like, I, "We don't have to measure mine. I already know mine. I measured mine earlier." It's and he put like seven inches. <laughs> his leg isn't seven inches. <laughs> Yeah, they like held him down and measured it. It was like <laughs> an inch and a half. It's 1. 1.8. <laughs> 1.5. You guys just had some lovely eye contact. <laughs> oh, this is beautiful. Well, welcome to this issue of Mex Men. I'm Tony. I'm Justin. I'm Devin. And today we're going to be going over Black Vortex issues 9 through 13 inches. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Uh, lots of stuff happening in these books. Fucking. You Thanks know for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
I'd like to give a shout out real fast to Sam Humphreys. <laughs> Fuck you, man. We already know if you're giving a shout way out, to, it's not in a positive manner. Way, way to make me dislike characters I like so much. <laughs> and a story that should be cool. Like, that's, that's the thing about this Black Vortex story. Like, the outline of it, if someone just told you the premise, it should be fucking awesome. Well, yeah, that's why it yeah. would have happened. He told him the premise. And it's garbage. Then he wrote the book. Like, almost all the books. I mean, and you they're... did a great job, Sam. You should come on the podcast sometime. <laughs> yeah, come on the podcast. Dare you. Come on the podcast. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Fucking. It probably wasn't his idea to give Thane this turtleneck. <laughs> it probably was his idea to give Thane this turtleneck. <laughs> <In the> notes, <laughs> must have turtleneck. Also, like, this is the first time I've read a book with Kitty Pride where they're like, give her the biggest boobs you've ever seen. Oh, she was thick. <laughs> like, mad thick. For no reason. <laughs> it just seems weird on Kitty Pride. Yeah. That's... Yeah, so, uh... It, just jumping right into it. Chapter 9. Uh, Legendary Star-Lord, issue 10. Legendary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoever, whoever was responsible for that sentence is also the guy who named... Uh, Walla Walla Washington. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, if you remember from uh, the last issue, um, Thane uses his power to... Well, he gets the power of the Black Vortex because Nova goofs up, lands on um, Mr. Knife's ship rather than... And God damn, is that a stupid-ass name? Uh, no, he already had Jason. Yeah, it's a better name, but I think maybe he even got tired of everyone going, Jason. <laughs> you heard you, so he's like, I'm only going to be going by Mr. Knife now. Like, even the K in his name silent. That's how much he doesn't want people to say his name. So it's like Peter Quill's actual name, like Peter Knife. You, I mean, is that his last name? <laughs> I guess so. All Jason we know is, Knife? <laughs> I mean, do we know his last name? All, all we ever hear is uh, Jason of Spartax. So maybe it's Jason Knife. It's of Spartax. His last name is of Spartax. Yeah. <laughs> like how, uh, like everybody on that planet is just named after the planet that they're from. So it gets really confusing. Oh. It's like a more confusing version of like how in Norse mythology, your uh, your last name is just your dad's name with whether or not it's you're son or daughter. That that still happens. It's not just mythology. But it's, it's from that. But yeah. there's like leftover names of like Johnson and shit. It's, no, I mean, it literally, like, uh, Thor Bjornsson. Bjornsson? He n- names his daughter, uh, oh, it's half Thor. It's like, it's going to be half Thorson, his son's name. So, it's still going on. It's not, it's not something that used to happen. <laughs> this ain't over. <laughs> so, is Star-Lord, because Star-Lord's basically always beating Jason, right? Yeah. And Star-Lord's last name's Quill. <laughs> Jason's last name's Knife. Are you saying that the is, this is, is this a fucked up, like, pin is mightier than the sword? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but, like, a shitty version, you know? That's the moral of the whole story. <laughs> God damn it. Yo, we got to hear That's the best thing that's gonna come out of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is the realization. 
realization that their dynamic is the pen is mightier than the sword. That's so stupid. <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. I think it was intentional. <laughs> uh, They're gonna steal this now. All right, the so, penis good mightier. Thing Sam wasn't here. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, so th- what what ends up happening is uh, Thane uses his power. Because he has to fulfill uh, his deal with Mr. Knife. And apparently his end of the bargain, like, for getting the power of the Black Vortex. And, you know, getting this ridiculous cloak. Um, he is going to encase all of Spartax in amber. Yeah. Because, like, that's just a power he has. Is One of his arms can turn you into amber. Yeah, I think this is a prequel to Jurassic Park. <laughs> Dinosaurs. That's kind of weird, yeah. The dino DNA. <laughs> yeah. That he does amber and then the other one just dead. One causes amber and the other one just kills you. Yeah. Dumb. It's so. Also, so specific. It's also yeah. weird that the amber doesn't kill you. Yeah, because you'd think those people would suffocate. Yeah, but they had the whole thing of like, oh, there's oxygen in there. How? The bubbles. <laughs> so ba- So that's what happens. Is uh, everyone on Spartax and, and the entire uh, crust of Spartax gets covered in this amber. And so they all basically become like living statues. Like uh, Pompeii basically, right? And then uh, Jason is like, hey, now that you fulfilled your end of the bargain, uh, yo brood queen... Here you go. Here's this scepter that allows you to rule over Spartax uh, officially. It's yours. I don't want it. Uh, it sucks. Hopefully, <laughs> you know, you like it as much as I hate it. And then uh, I think one of the Slaughter Lords are like, why would you just give up your the, the planet like that, dude? That and he's Thane. like, oh, yeah, it was Thane. Thane's confused. He's like, why, if you wanted me to... Capture the planet for you. Because that's what he says, right? Like, I stole a planet. That he already had control of. Like, yeah. right? <laughs> you froze a planet. Uh, you you repoed a planet, basically. <laughs> you stole it from yourself. Yeah. Well, he didn't, like, move it. He just froze it. Like, Even then, did he freeze it? It's still probably spinning in orbit and shit. Like, he just, you know, uh, pressed pause. He decorated the... a planet. Yeah, he decorated a planet. Um, Bane's looking at him like... You did what now? Because he was the one who did it. And he did things like <laughs> yeah. staring at him and he's like, I stole an entire planet. He's like, you did. And also like, so this was for nothing? You just, we're just going to hand over the scepter to this brood chick? Uh, who, I mean, according to them is a lady. You can't really tell the males from females with the brood. They all just look like giant space bugs. I think the women are bigger. Yeah. Like with regular bugs. Yeah? Well... I don't care. <laughs> they all look the same to me. Wow. Now call me speechless wow. if you want. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there, uh, but uh, I, you're canceled. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so he, he gives uh, Spartax to the Bird Queen, and Thane's like, why would you do that? And he's like, I struck a deal. Every one out of every ten planets that the Brood's going to infest, they're just going to give it to me. So... I traded a planet for an empire, basically. But it's like, 
going to give you the shit planets, man. Yeah. They're going to the shittiest planets. You're going to rule dirt, basically. And then also, what's to stop them from, like, just infesting your planet? Because when we find out later about how exponential the brood population is going to grow because of this, Mr. Knife is the dumbest guy. Yeah. Like, Peter Quill obviously gets his intellect from this guy because <laughs> his, his ability for uh, foresight is horrendous. So, Thane just sort of fucks off, kinda. Like, he doesn't actually matter after this. Like, he did his part. He's like, whose line points? Yeah, kinda. Um, like, he stops mattering and then he suddenly matters again, like in Captain Marvel's issue. But Star-Lord's team shows up on Spartax too late, right? All the amber covers everybody and the planet. And they start freaking out because everyone's covered in the amber. And uh, Peter freaks out because Shadowcat's covered. And then, of course, Shadowcat does the thing you expect her to do. She phases out after he's given this whole heartfelt, like, I'm so sorry, I was wrong, I love you, I wish this never happened. She phases through it and is like, I heard all of it. Thank you, that's so sweet. Also... Conveniently, I can't unphase anyone from this. Yeah. I just it's the amber's too dense. This makes it this makes it really dumb how like in a couple years after this, which in timeline is probably like three months, that she uh phases Wolverine out of a block of adamantium. She phased a whole bullet through the planet already. Yeah, but that wasn't very thick. It was extremely thick. That was the whole problem with that. Like she, her whole deal was that that metal was super hard. She couldn't get to phase through. Yeah, she had a hard time getting through that the first time with Colossus. And she couldn't phase back out of it. She didn't have the strength to, and she had to dig really deep to just phase the bullet through the planet. Which also, like, have you ever carried a really heavy thing? <laughs> just in general. Yeah, no, hear me out. Have you ever carried a really heavy thing, right? And you thought you were going to put it somewhere only to then be informed, no, no, no. You got to go a little further. And then it's so much heavier that, like, they, like you, you couldn't put it down. You got to, like, oh, fuck, now I got to go yeah, 10 it, more feet. It's like when you got to, uh, when you kind of got to take a shit and then once you get into the bathroom, you're, like, almost shitting yourself. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, so, that, like... How much does that have to suck that, like, Kitty couldn't see the planet? So, like, she starts phasing the bullet, like, and is like, am I through the planet yet? Am I through the planet yet? Like, she has no idea. Like, that had to suck so much. Like, that's, I don't know, I just equate that to, like, carrying a really heavy thing. <laughs> like, how long she phased that after it went through the planet. Yeah. And also, it's crazy how I have more to say about that, and we already covered it, than I do this fucking <laughs> crossover. So, anyway. Suddenly... That happens. Kitty's like, oh, conveniently, I can't phase everyone out. And then Magic shows up, teleporting onto... Because now she can teleport onto Spartax. Couldn't do it when she was on the goddamn moon. But apparently she can do it from wherever the hell she got Beast and Gamora and Angel. She was just tired of doing it. She was, like, handing out life lessons. What are you going to do without me, huh? Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she has been just bitching about being transportation for a while so i yeah. think she is just fucking with everybody this is probably the one good thing that dude did though is write her dialogue magic is pretty dope in these books yeah yeah Despite magic her power, is dope in every book pretty much yeah i mean if they know Mostly. what they're doing at least a little bit hell even if they don't know because this guy doesn't know what he's doing if they <laughs> <laughs> if they if they even if they don't know what they're doing like it's really hard to screw up magic 
Um, so she shows up and they're like, oh, well, we're too late. Okay, now Mr. Uh, Knife officially gives Spartax to the Brood Queen. And then they start blasting shit at Spartax. And they think they're like missiles or whatever. And they turn out but to just be not, bugs. they're not. They're <laughs> <laughs> No, they're actually domes. <laughs> oh, your boy uh, Venom shows up again. Yeah, yeah, to be frozen in fucking... <laughs> yeah. They don't do shit with Venom in this. He's just yeah. in Amber. That's and it, the thing is, too, like, I was all excited about him going to Guardians of the Galaxy and shit. He didn't do shit. Yeah. Even the storyline that's all about him, like, he doesn't really do shit. I'm going to take your word for it. I haven't read it. It's trash. Okay. <laughs> I believe you. It's uh, Bendis not writing street level, so... Uh, so, anyway... Beast and all his uh, cosmic intellect now. Oh, I like that disc. That beast, though, from Peter. Oh, yeah. How superior, how superior do you feel now, space genius? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, it turns out what's being fired are just bugs. Like, special types of brood. And then, like, Beast catches one and he's like, huh, I have no knowledge of these things. And then, like, I'm gonna stick my finger in it. <laughs> basically, <laughs> he cuts it open, and there are a bunch of eggs. And then he's like, "Aha! That's what it is. They plan on laying their eggs inside the head of the population here." And it's like, "Isn't that what they do?" Duh! Isn't that what they do? Isn't that what the brood does? Yeah. Like, no shit, beast. Why else would they be here? Like, that's the only thing they do when they show up. Like he, uh he's got cosmic brain powers now basically right like he just he's supposed to be cosmically smart and he's dumber than he is just normal it's because he doesn't have a chalkboard with him <laughs> he has he's no got a whole buzz lightyear helmet that's nothing but a chalkboard yeah but he lost all his motivation because now he's already got the 10 inches <laughs> or no no he's found the equation to prove that his seven <laughs> is actually 10 it's like this whole time photoshop He's been, and also, he, we know he measures from his butthole. <laughs> no, he's just learned about Blue Chew. Yeah. So, anyway, Beast stating the obvious. Oh, it seems like they're bred specifically for this laying eggs inside of the heads of the Spartax people. Um, and then the sl- uh, Slaughter Lords show up to, to beat them up. Because that's, that's what they needed. That's just what they needed. They're like, oh, how are we going to stop all these uh, brood termite things from uh, burrowing their way into these people's heads through this amber? Because, like, they're, they're eating the amber that's covering all the people. Uh, and they're eating it pretty quick is the other thing. Like groceries. Which is insane <laughs> because it's we so go, dense. like, four issues from this point and they're still not through. <laughs> This was some of that uh, dumb dialogue where Beast is like, we have an obligation to stop them. And then a Silver Slaughter Lord over here is like, oh, really? Because we have an obligation to stop you. Slaughter Lords attack. (laughs) Yeah, you know. That's some uh, A1 writing there. Yeah. I just could not imagine that person saying that. Yeah, I I think this is also just pretty much everything at Marvel was trash at this point, too. I don't know. What are you talking about? Like right Uncanny. before, dope, all new, dope, yeah. Wolverine, and the X Men, dope, yeah. And they're almost over at this point, and this is when everything's going into trash. Going into trash. All right, I'm with you. 
Yeah. I'm with you. He's going. just ahead of the curve, man. <laughs> this is before. This Sam, is BC. Before Kate. This is before Sam, Zdarsky. Sam Humphreys knew where the ball was going. <laughs> he was ahead of his time. <laughs> Fucking this trash. Before Bendis was writing <laughs> Superman. All right, so uh, chapter 10. Cyclops issue number 12. The fucking... The cap to the entire year of, in, like, independent Cyclops series that I've been waiting for my entire comic book fandom life, like, wanting to see this yeah. happen. The best thing we got is Brian K. Vaughn's run. And it's... Uh... I was hoping it was old Cyclops when I heard they were releasing a Cyclops series. Yeah. And I was like, a little disappointed that it was kid Cyclops. Just hanging out with his dad playing catch but it's so weird okay so f- i'm gonna go back from when we cover it briefly on the podcast and read the first 11 issues leading up to this but from my memory it's not this campy no it wasn't i don't know if they got a new artist or what i don't remember it looking like this it's it's it looks worse in this issue and cyclops the writing he doesn't make this doesn't make sense so it starts with uh, basically an imaginary rescue. Scott's yep. basically breaking down how his dad showed up, snuck in as one of Mr. Knife's new bodyguards, broke rank, busted them out, they fucked up a bunch of soldiers, and they're flying out of there. And then he's like, or at least I wish that's what happened, but he never showed up. And then uh, Scott's like pouting, you know, and you know what? He killed the sad boy Scott thing. You gotta have a little bit of sad boy in there somewhere. And nailed so he, he nails it here where he's like, my dad's never showing up, man. And then Iceman's like, it's okay, buddy. Your dad loves you. I'm sure there's a reason. And you know, we all missed you. Like this, and also total uh, tone shift from like Iceman being an ass to Scott to now like, well, hey there, pal. We missed you. They got over it fairly quick. But this was, what I, like, when I'm reading it, it's the first page. He's like, me, my cool cat colleague, Bobby Drake. I'm like, really? When would he ever say that? And then talking about Groot. In, in an imaginary it, rescue? Yeah, it does sound like dialogue that Scott would write for Bobby. I'll give him that. And a weird monosyllabic walking geranium that calls himself Groot. Yeah. Like, who is this, Beast or Cyclops? That's true. Like, it did feel a little too Beast. Like, they were trying to make him too square. And it's like the whole progression was how he became a little more of a rebel. Yeah, he he's started, a pirate now. Started growing yeah. a mustache. He hung out with his dad on an island for six issues. Yeah, and like made out with an alien chick. Probably touched a boob, if it's a boob. <laughs> if that's what it was. Because, <laughs> I mean, who knows, right? Could be like two little heads under there. Who? We don't know. There's aliens. <laughs> Two heads under the boob? No, like under the shirt. Like, oh. it's just two other heads. That <laughs> it's, like, it looks like a boob. It's like that scene shirt, in Total but... Recall where he lifts up his stomach. It's like, quaid. It's like a little baby poking out of his stomach. Uh, so, then of course, like, after, and also, I'd like to imagine, though, that while Iceman is suddenly, like, really, like, comforting to Scott, Groot's actually pissed off. <laughs> he's act- he's saying I am Groot, but he's actually like, you piece of shit. You got us into this mess. I can't believe you. I thought you were a pirate. 
Lies. So, uh... He's like, your stupid eye patch covers both eyes. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> Speaking of eyes, though, like, their guard is a guy with nothing but eyes. And he's like, so yeah, I gotta leave you guys unattended. <laughs> like, just tells him it outright. Uh, and then Bobby makes a, a comment about how weak his powers are because of the inhibitor colors. And, like, and Scott's like, yeah, I know. Perfectly weak now. And then, like, he, I think he has Bobby kind of freeze the panel, right? It doesn't really show it, but, like, I think it's implied. Because he has to be able to see the fingerprint. Yeah, maybe he, like, frosted it a little bit yeah. or something. But oh, yeah, he did all they show it. is him freeze a bar. Yeah, exactly. But then you Cyclops. see the fingerprint above it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so Cyclops uses his optic blast with just enough... So now it's so weak, it's a finger poke instead of a punch. Which also doesn't make sense because it, lasers do this, and he's not using lasers. No. He's, he's like making, a barcode. No, no, he's bar, making a fingerprint. scanner. Yeah, he's, no, no, he's making a fingerprint. He just poked it? Yeah, he had to see the outline of the finger. Don't try to justify this. this I'm trying to sense. say this like this is actually the most in-line thing with his powers. They they took it from a punch to a poke. Literally. Like so you'd have to press your finger into the machine, right? So that would read your fingerprint. And he found the fingerprint, traced it with his optic blast and pushed it. That's, but it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It's kinetic force. I'm not like hey, this is comics, okay? <laughs> but like they're following the rules, technically. Yeah, but they're not following the rules of fingerprint scanners because he's doing each line one by one, and that's yeah. not how they work. Correct. Also, <laughs> also, why do these aliens have to have fingerprints? And a that's f- weird. scanner for them. They haven't progressed past the technology that we use at the grocery store. You know what? They're expecting to fail, frankly. You know how long he was there drawing that fingerprint? Also, this is the equivalent of like an an Independence Day where they plugged a USB into an alien computer. This is like the same thing. Uh, So now that's a new power, though. Photographic memory. I thought you were going to say fingerprint scanning. (laughs) Unless he's like literally looking at that fingerprint and then like looking at what he's drawing and he's like looking back at the fingerprint. Oh, no, I fucked up. We got to restart. Or if he's like reflecting through the frost. Where there's like a fingerprint on the bar and he's like shooting just reflecting that full <laughs> fingerprint. Which is as stupid, but kind of makes more sense. I thought that's what he was doing. Oh no, no. He was he's he shooting was shooting directly. Bar. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, alright, so some stuff's dumb, man. <laughs> <laughs> like even the thing I was trying to like uh talk up is pretty dumb. Anyway, so they escape out of their uh oh, the point I was trying to make though. Like this is the jail cell, right? They gotta expect people are gonna be breaking out of these bars. They also put a fingerprint scanner, right? Because otherwise, like, why are you doubling down on the security? What's well, like the for keys? Young guards? There's no keys. You just use the scanner. Seems irresponsible. It does seem irresponsible. What if you just leaned on it and like well, perfectly you know, hit your, your thumb? Off. Finger right there. Like your hand out, and then your thumb just goes right on the fingerprint scanner. <laughs> it's like more responsible because you know how many movies where people steal the guards' keys. I'm just saying, finger, like, <laughs> you know how people, like, tend to yawn and they go ahead and stretch their arms out? Like, they could just bump into it, you yeah, know? But and then they, they just release all the prisoners. There should be more steps, at least, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Like, as much steps as a key? A key's dumb, too. A key, no, no, a key, you gotta put it in and you gotta turn it. 
That's why he's prisons, got two steps. That's why prisons have that like electronic lock. Now. And technically, three steps when you gotta find the key in the right. <laughs> They're all the same key. Yeah, I doubt they have a different like shaped key for every cell. It's one ring of the same key. I know handcuff keys. It's all the same key. Yeah, but it's never the first key they try. They've got to keep going through the keys. So, like, for some the reason, thing. they have a, a key for the jail cell and then also, like, the linen closet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So he's, like, a janitor and a guard. <laughs> hey, man, Mr. Knife's running this show, and we already know he's not a smart guy. Yeah, he's uh, hiring during this period, apparently. At least that's what Cyclops thinks. So, uh, anyway, they escape, and they run out of the... Uh, the, the prison, like, barrack area into crowds of soldiers. And they're like, oh, shit, well, so much for a uh, quiet escape. And they start shooting them. They see the black vortex, and they run toward the vortex. Not guarded at all. It's just, at all. It's just Where there. all the people are. Yeah, well, our, to be fair, that's kind of guarded, right? Well, no, they ran down the hall, and it was just in a room by itself. Yeah, but they had to get through all those people first. To then go down that hall. Yeah. Um, I think it was just like the cafeteria. It was like lunchtime or something. Yeah, but no, they were having a meeting. <laughs> Who's guarding it from all the guards? That, like all those people. Like who guards the guards? Yeah. <laughs> who watches the watcher? <laughs> who guards the guardsmen? Um, I don't know. Fucking nobody. <laughs> like, if you were all... guarding that, wouldn't you... A mirror that whispers infinite power to you? Like you're going to put guards in front of it? Clearly, clearly uh, Mr. Knife doesn't just want to give all his uh soldiers black vortex powers because like he's entrusted the slaughter lords to that power and they've fucked up so colossally and they had to be his like that's elite his soldiers for, right that's his fault for trusting the fucking ginyu force <laughs> basically right but like those are his elite soldiers so all his other soldiers got to be like so much more dumb yeah and can you trust them with cosmic powers like what's, the, what's gonna happen with that guy with the eyes? He just gets even more eyes. <laughs> just providing me with fucking Aladdin now. Infinite cosmic power. Itty bitty living space. <laughs> yeah. So uh anyway, uh Mr. Knife soldiers chase them. They lock themselves in with the uh the black vortex and they start arguing over whether or not they're gonna use it. Like Iceman's like, we gotta use it so we have the firepower to take these guys out. And Scott's like Oh no, we can't use it because my older self got possessed by a cosmic power and it corrupted him and he killed Xavier and fucking my whole life's ruined because of it. So he doesn't trust himself with the temptation of like this this power. Um, Even though he's doing a pretty good job when he had that power. You know what? No one's really explained that to him. <laughs> no one's ever sat him down and go, you know, you were actually fucking killing it. It's weird how much they're like, oh, Cyclops was totally bad and believe everything Beast told them, but at the same time, they're like, Beast, you're full of shit. Oh my god, so colossally fucked up. And they always show when they go like, oh, when he turned evil, and then they show him as, <laughs> like, his Phoenix 5 costume, when he actually wasn't evil until he got all the power. And yeah, yeah he's making like corn. That. Corn Cyclops. Yeah. Yeah. Corn Clops. Uh, so... He uh, he he ends up getting a psychic link with Gene and his dad, and his dad's like, "Hey, bud, I know you're doubting yourself right now, but trust me, you got this." 
you're like the best guy I know, and you're not that other guy. Yeah, even though you literally are. <laughs> even though you literally are that other guy. Uh, so go ahead and like you can handle this power. It's not going to change you. I believe in you. So then Scott's like, all right, we got to get the vortex power. And then Iceman's like, the fuck? I've been saying that. Like, who are you convincing right now? And they go, they all submit, uh, and then they all look really dumb. Cyclops' Black Vortex costume looks like he's uh, in a kid's show about construction workers that are also superheroes. He looks sort of like Bible Man. Was it like Rescue Patrol or something that was out when we were kids? He does kind of look like Bible Man. (laughs) Yeah. Groot looks cool. Groot Groot looks like an angry Krakoa. Yeah, kind of. Bobby just looks... Like a Final Fantasy character. He looks like Legolas. With no nose. Why does he have to lose the nose? That's that's weird to me. Um, anyway. He's like Legolas mixed with Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero? Yeah. Jim Sub-Zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, so... They then... Because they have the, the Black Vortex powers now. They make easy work of Mr. Knife's soldiers... Cyclops takes the vortex. They fly out and they're like, "All right, we got to join the fight." Um, and Cyclops is trying to reestablish the psychic link to Gene and his dad, and he can't establish it. He's trying to reestablish the link, and then he just lets go of the vortex. Like that's the weird thing. He right? just drops it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he's infinitely powerful now, and then he's like, "Oops, Butterfingers." <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> like like uh, Iceman's like, "Hey, Butterfingers, don't just drop the." The vortex thing, and he's like, oh man, that's crazy, I dropped it. Like, how... What? Like, later he references, like, that he felt like he had the power of a god. And you can't hold on to a mirror? You piece of shit? Yeah, that was like a a plot device, it was horrible. Why do I feel like Cyclops, super powered up, his punches become like a full hand? So he (laughs) grabs stuff. (laughs) Basically, Green Lantern. Would be amazing. (laughs) Um... His, his Optic Blast 2 doesn't even seem to come out... Like, it seems to come out of the forehead part. Yeah, it looks But like you don't that. ever see it actually leave that part. It looks... Like, it's always like there's space in between his, his head third and eye. The... You just made me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> that that is, that is literally the case, though. I know. They have him shooting his Optic Blast out of his third eye. Yeah, now he's a Triclops. <laughs> uh, he's TN. I know. <laughs> But I mean, that's making Biclops normally. Oh, Biclops are just two <laughs> eyes. He's got two. Well, but I mean, he's got the visor that makes him have one eye. Yeah, but now he has three because they separate his eyes. So he he just jumps one to three. Anyway, what's your face, Carol? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, Mustang, <laughs> Mercedes. Uh, she uh, it's some stripper car name. <laughs> some she she's a car, <laughs> which. You'll, you'll, you'll understand more in a, in a little bit on that. Which makes me think why she's carrying the mirror. She's like... <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Carol grabs the mirror and she's like, it's cool, I got it. Um, and she's like, just join the fight. And so Bobby and Groot take off and Scott's like, hey, where's my dad? And she's like, I don't even know you. I don't know who your dad is. And he's like, 
Christopher Summers, Corsair, Most, Pirate Mustache, guy. you know. Mustache? Earrings. 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 <laughs> Flex cats. <laughs> um, and she's like, oh, oh, yeah, that guy. So, uh, he's covered in amber, like, frozen in the stasis. And, and like, a bug's about to eat his brain So and, and lay eggs in there. But, you know, go punch some guys. And he's like, what the fuck? How does... That, and then, like, his dad appears in his head. He's like, yeah, crazy story, buddy. Uh, not real. Figment of your imagination. Turns out you're insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the subtext here is that he's insane. But, like, the tone, like, they're, they try to write this as if... He's not. Yeah, as if it's some, like, heartwarming thing that he's learning the value of himself. But it's like, no, you deluded yourself in, into taking cosmic power that you potentially aren't ready for. And yeah, like you had it in you all along. You, no, you thought you were talking to somebody. Yeah, <laughs> you were seeing things. Like you're literally crazy right now. Like they just described a crazy person and then like try to make it flowery. And then like, uh, you know, it's supposed to be this like father son moment where his dad's like, "I believe in you, buddy. Now go out and save the worlds." And like, but that like- was him. To himself. He's giving himself a pep talk. How crazy yeah. is that? Like, that's in, that's insane. See, I thought it was the mirror just, like, whispering to him. Possibly. That could have been the... You know what, though? You're doing too much work if you're thinking it's that. <laughs> more than they did? Str- yes, more than they did. You're doing too much work. Like, because what they showed... They showed that the mirror communicates with people. But it communicates only through images. And... In this case, you're basically saying the mirror creates his dad and uh, Gene as a construct to talk to Scott, to talk Scott into taking the power of the vortex. And that would mean that the mirror went out of its way so much more for Cyclops than it did for any other character. Doesn't a lot of cosmic entities kind of go out of their way for Cyclops a lot? That's true. (laughs) They bang them a whole lot if they're not becoming them. They were they look, becoming him. Look, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't looking at the mirror when he had all those thoughts. And that last page where he's like, go save the world, he definitely has some buck teeth under there. He looks like such a dude. That's what I was telling Devin. It looks like a promo ad for like a uh, BK, like be your own superhero. But that, so that's what made me mad though, is that that's how the series ends. Is like this moment of like, get out there kid, save the worlds. And it's like, that's not resolution with his dad. Like, the whole story building up to this is, like... All about them. Yeah. All about, the, like, him learning to trust his dad and, like, his dad... Like, realizing kind of his dad's a little bit of a piece of shit. Um, but also... He's a cat fucker. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Uh, but, like, there's a lot of unresolved things going on. Because he also... Because he is psyched to realize his dad's alive and all new and he leaves with his dad. But then, like, it dawns on him, like, hold on a minute. You never came back for me? You knew... When you found out I was alive? You... We didn't... You stay in space? Fucking a cat? Like... <laughs> you think your butthole's, like, just always out? Oh. <laughs> like, walking around the house? Oh. Like a cat? I never thought of it. Now it's all you can think about. She's got that tail blocking it, so... No, cats raise the tail all the time. Nope. Just put it in your face. They're impolite. When you, when you don't want them near you at all <laughs> um so yeah that that was dumb 
I just, yeah, it was. I just pictured him like, uh-huh, as he's flying <laughs> in space. Uh, also, all these cosmic characters seem so nerfed, man. Like, the Slaughter Lords were getting their asses kicked by them normal-powered, basically. And then... I think it had to do with the numbers, right? Too many on the other side? Too many good guys? What do you mean? Against the Slaughter Lords, only like five. There's a lot more heroes. Yeah, but it only took one. When Gamora submitted, she beat the fuck out of all of them by herself. Oh, so now you got all these cosmic-powered superheroes, and the Slaughter Lords are still putting up a fight? Maybe they, like, originally the Slaughter Lords were just, like, real skinny, weak dudes. They're like Captain America pre-Super Soldier Serum, and then they, they have the power of the Black Mirror. Yeah, that's what I took it as. Kind of like Gamora was just too badass for them. Yeah, but she's there now. Like she should be able to do the same thing. Exactly, she should be able to do the same thing. But now you got Angel and you have Beast, whatever the fuck that's worth, and you have Groot and Scott and Iceman. You have plenty of cosmic powered superheroes right now, and it's like, how is the Slaughter Lord? Like, how are they still a problem? Anyway, Chapter Eleven, Captain Marvel number fourteen. We figure out why Carol's a car. Yeah. Also, Cosmic Beast has some titties. Yeah. Yeah, he, he got some titties. Yeah. Uh, so, it picks up right when Carol takes the vortex and leaves Scott. Um, which also crazy thought, right? He finds out his dad is potentially dying uh, via... Amber. Amber bug egg lane. And uh, it's like just reconciling his relationship with his dad in his head. Like, basically, like, ah, oh, but we're good. He believes in me. <laughs> I believe he believes in me. Um, so, yeah. So, Carol uh, is running from the Slaughter Lords, which doesn't even make sense to me because aren't they fighting all the heroes, but suddenly they're all chasing Carol? No, it's just Thane. Thane's chasing her. And, oh, yeah, no, she was yeah, no, she's, some silver person, too. Yeah, yeah, there's Slaughter Lords chasing her. It just Thane was the one that was, like, actually doing something. Because she uh, makes a comment, because Thane hits her with the ember while she's flying, and of course she doesn't get encased. And she's like, I gotta watch out for that ember arm, because he if he touches me, he can turn me into amber. And then he's, she's like, oh, never mind, he can throw it. But like, isn't the other arm a death arm? Yeah. Wouldn't she be more about concerned arm? about also, that arm? The way you're saying it makes me think that like this white woman's afraid of being turned into another white woman. <laughs> <laughs> Carol can't become an Amber. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, and then after that, I'm going to be a Becky. <laughs> she finger banged that vortex out of the sky, though. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, and she makes a comment about, like, how it doesn't make sense that Thane's chasing the vortex so, like, hardcore. Because, like, what's he going to do? Use it again? Like, the dude's already submitted that to the vortex. true. He already did his job. He already Ambered yeah. the planet. This is what I don't get. Like, he basically fulfills his part of it with uh, Mr. Knife. And then, like, why is he still around? Only to then, like, chase the Vortex anyway? He's got nothing to do. He's exactly nothing to do at all. Except for uh, what happens next, I guess. Is that, uh, so, Carol gets the Vortex and then Mr. Knife surrounds her. And she almost submits to the Vortex. She starts to feel, like, the power and it's, like, reminding her of her binary form and whatnot. And then she uh, refuses it. 
Um, by the way, she was this whole time is like an internal monologue for her talking about how like this whole trip out into space was meant to push her limits, right? And she's comparing herself to a Mustang and like you know redlining it and like seeing how far she can push herself, and that uh, the black vortex is like someone offering her the keys to a Maserati. And so that's what she's doing the whole time. Is like, I'm a Mustang, but it could be a Maserati. <laughs> I'm a Mustang, but it could be a Maserati. Man, I should have picked the Maserati Like <laughs> at a certain point. That's why we were calling her Carl. Yeah, Carl. <laughs> so uh, she almost submits, then decides, nah, I got enough power on my own to be Mr. Knife. Because, fuck it, of course you do. Yeah. Like, what? You're Captain Marvel. Like, how do you... You to bring a Mr. Knife to a gunfight? <laughs> <laughs> You're a car. Just run him over. Yeah. Like, literally. Um, which is crazy to me that, like, what's the point of the Vortex even trying to offer power to characters like Nova and Captain Marvel? Because they don't discriminate. But, Power's for everybody. But, like... Yeah. It was like, we could offer much? you a strap for that helmet so it doesn't fall. <laughs> and it's like, hey, you know your one... Your form slightly more powerful than this form what if you we gave you that like that to you like isn't she capable of going binary uh to absorb something big enough yeah okay so anyway she's like oh yeah never mind i can beat mr knife <laughs> and she beats mr knife and then he's all like thane get her and thane but, has that dupe he had that dupe thing that was only uh not dupe the legendary dupe from X-Men. But he had a dupe generator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had a bunch yeah. of copies of him. It was like Loki in Avengers where he had all those versions of himself. Yeah, dupe with a U, not with the two O's. Yeah. Because normal Thane is like, or normal Mr. Knife is like, who cares? But it was like six dudes with guns and they're not holograms. Yeah, he used multi-form technique. Yeah, but even then, they're probably energy guns. What's well, that right? super nerdy? All space thing. guns are basically energy guns and she absorbs energy. Yeah, like, true. It's, it's kind of dumb. I get why she's nervous about the amber thing, because that can just entrap her if she's caught with it. But, like, the energy thing, like, why would a character like her ever fear? Like, someone like Bishop would be like, yeah, all right, Cyclops, shoot me with your optic blast. Cool. You know, and she's the same way. So that's, it's weird. I don't know. Like, it felt like they were trying to make the stakes dramatic and high, and they weren't at all. And then Thane's there, and Thane's seeing Ebony Maw, because of course Ebony Maw is st- like in his head. I don't even know why this guy was so fucking obsessed with the Thane-Ebony Maw thing. It's like the one consistent in yeah, all the books. we don't need it. And it doesn't matter. And he's like, Ebony Maw's in Thane's head, and he's like, kill them both. And you have Mr. Knife trying to appeal to Thane to, to work with him, and you have... Um, Captain Marvel trying to appeal to his better nature like come on who would what would we have to gain from killing your flock who would really gain from that also how the fuck does she know that his flock was killed none of the heroes should know that yeah that's true that was between just Thane and uh Mr. Knife like maybe maybe Jean was doing some snooping again looking through his drawers (laughs) (laughs) so smelling his underwear (laughs) So he shoots uh, the amber at um, at Captain Marvel. She ducks behind the mirror, the, the black vortex. That it bounces off of it. 
and uh, hits Mr. Knife, and so he gets encased in the amber. And then, of course, Gara shows up because she's got a matter, I guess, and is all like, hey, I'm taking the vortex to destroy it because it's going to destroy the universe if I don't. And I've seen enough civilizations burn because of it, and I'm an elder of the universe, so trust what I say. She old. She kind of just repeats the same thing yeah. over and over again. Yeah, every single time. Yeah. Yeah, she's like Amiga Montoya. Yeah, and then she's like... Or Iron Fist. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And then she... So she tells Thane to, like, give it up um, and, and gives him, like, a chance. And <laughs> I know what you're thinking. No, you don't. No? <laughs> no, you don't. Oh, right, what do you think of this? My love for you. No, I had no idea what you're thinking. <laughs> you know, because everybody be giving it up to say. <laughs> oh, isn't that a job rule thing? Yep. Fuck you. Alright, so anyway. <laughs> she, uh... Gara gives uh, Thane kind of like a, a, a chance to back down. And he's like, no. And so she just rockets him off. She's like, alright enough with you and like just flicks him away like he's nothing and then he doesn't matter again yeah he's like into space yeah um and then she's like yelling at him like a a parent she's like pointing into the sky he's like out of the atmosphere and she's talking to him yeah and so then carol's like hey thanks for that but gotta go and then takes off with the vortex and um so gara starts chasing her and uh that yeah that's the end of chapter 11. Yeah, and speaking of into space, you know who's not into space? Kitty Pride. Oh my gosh, yeah. She <laughs> hates space so much. This was one of the worst issues in terms of the dialogue. So, chapter 12, Legendary Star-Lord issue number 11. Kitty starts talking, like, there's a big internal monologue for Kitty. And uh, you find out what plan A with these heroes are on Spartax is Storm is trying to uh, make the climate super cold so that they can freeze the bugs and kill them, uh, all the brood uh, bugs, so that like before they get through the ember and start um, laying eggs in people's heads, you know, just, just freeze them dead. <clears throat> and they can't do that because Slaughter Lords. Because why not? They fucking suck, and they should be defeated by now, but plot device. And did I mention how much I don't like this guy? <laughs> you you may have in passing. Oh, uh, so they they stop her and they're like, oh, so much for Plan A. And she's like, we got to go with Plan B. And like, you know, Plan B is super obvious that like yeah. she's gonna use the vortex. Plus, it's like ninety dollars at the pharmacy. <laughs> yeah, this whole book is like he. Well, it's kind of like he she. Jesus. He wrote a couple lines and was like, can you just copy and paste these for Kitty all throughout the book? Well, Peter Quill probably doesn't know what a condom is, first of all. No. So Kitty definitely knows what Plan B is. <laughs> secondly. He just phased at the last moment. Secondly, his name is Dick Pen. Is that a reference to the size of his penis? Like... We, I pencil think we dick. went over this before. <laughs> is that a that pencil, dick. Way that pencil dick? Exactly. Like, is his name a double entendre in which, like, it is both that the pen is mightier than the sword? 
when compared to his father, but then in his love life, he is a roundabout way of saying he's got a really thin... Nah, I think he just dips the head in ink. Ew. Like he's that dude who like makes paintings with his dick. It's art. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... Oh, anyway, Kitty is like alluding to the fact that she's going to use the vortex. Um, but it's not her scene. No, yeah. It's not her jam. It's not her jam. She, doesn't, she does not like space. She doesn't like space. She's only vacationing in space for a while now with her space boyfriend and his space pals. To be fair, it has not been relaxing. On their space adventures. Like like if you went to a vacation to like Hawaii and you kept getting robbed all the time, you'd be like, fuck Hawaii, man. Also, yeah. stop going to Hawaii then. <laughs> It'd probably not be my jam. But you're still in Hawaii. You paid the hotel for two weeks. You're not going to leave because you got robbed the first day. You already paid. Well, you probably can't afford to leave early. <laughs> yeah. You got to wait for that round uh, trip date. There's no refunds. Come back around. They know you're going to get robbed. They're not <laughs> refunding you. Um, so anyway, Gene sees the vortex and is like about to submit to it. It talks to Gene. To save every... It, yeah. It does. Um, She's like, oh no. It's like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the Kool-Aid, man. It, uh, she looked kind of like Maddie Pryor, though, in there, which is dope. Instead of really? the Phoenix route, yeah. she looks kind of like Goblin Queen. And, uh, which is funny that Gene looks like Maddie Pryor. Because, <laughs> you know. Obviously not I, enough. Somebody... The funny thing to me is that before on this podcast, you've said the same thing. And Justin was like, no shit, really? <laughs> <laughs> And now it's just reversed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, she's about to submit, and Star-Lord stops her. Because he's like, hey, yeah, I hear you and cosmic things don't mix well together. And Kitty would totally kill me if I let you do this. So I'll go ahead and submit. His ultimate self is just like a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just becomes more of an asshole. Because there's kind of like beast with those goggles, though. <laughs> yeah, but he's he looks into his ultimate self and he's just like, sup. <laughs> like it literally says, sup, bro. Yeah. And you see that like he would have the power to defeat uh, all like their foe here, and but then he ultimately joins his father and he becomes an asshole and. Kitty catches him kind of cheating, I guess, maybe. Harem. Yeah. Kind of cheating. He's fucking like 16 aliens. You don't know that he's fucking them. He could be at an alien strip club. It's Dick Pen, of course. <laughs> he's fucking all of them. Well, Kitty wasn't even invited. She just walked through the wall, so that's yeah. what happens. Uh, and so that he loses her, and then he smashes the mirror, except he doesn't smash any mirror because the mirror, the vortex is right there. So, like, that was, you know. A metaphor. A metaphor. Metaphorically speaking. We all wear masks. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, Kitty's like, oh, that's so brave of him to want to do that, but it's wrong. That's not the plan B. Like, she still hasn't just said that it's hurt. Like, she's still building up to the really obvious thing. And so Peter's like, I can't do this. Kitty was right. This thing can't be used. All for her to basically be like, no, you were right. It's got to get used, and it's got to be me. And Garo's all like, no one can use this. Okay, one of you can use this. Like, totally changes her tune. Like, she's basically going, Spartax needs to be destroyed. 
because it's not worth the rest of the galaxy because the black vortex will corrupt everything. And Beast's <laughs> like, I ran the calculations. There are going to be so many more brood. And it's like, no shit. They're laying eggs. <laughs> like, I ran them too, Beast. <laughs> I will say, though, it's the first time I've ever read a comic where somebody was like staunchly like, I'm against this. We can't do it. And then somebody presents like a reasonable argument. And they're like, you know what? You have a point. <laughs> Basically. So then Kitty submits. Uh, and then goes Cosmic. And, you know, gets thicker. <laughs> Well, yeah, she's the whole universe now. <laughs> for that. Like, she goes from thick to much thicker. Like, th- those are... Yeah. Those are uh, attributes she didn't have. <laughs> just before this. Uh, she gets new typing. Uh, anyway. Would it be, like, fairy ghost? Right? Like, if she's a ghost type... And then she gets the, the cosmic power. Like, would it be fairy or psychic ghost? I think psychic. Most cosmic. Maybe like psychic, psychic fairy. Because like. Wouldn't she still be a ghost type? No, because yeah. I'm thinking like Deoxys and shit. And like. Like anything space. And legendary is just psychic. Yeah, but like. She be a ghost. Yeah, but it's, it's just the phase she's going through. <laughs> just, you phase that fucking, never ends. <laughs> you piece of shit. The phase she's going through. Uh, anyway. So now we're into chapter 13. She looks like Singularity. Black Vortex Omega. And these bugs have yet to get to someone's brain. It's insane. They like... They filled up on breadsticks. <laughs> they ate really fast, and now they're eating really slow. They're yeah, so convenient. They're probably filling up on that amber, yeah. Keep having to take breaks, sleep it off, make shits. Yeah. That's <laughs> just grouts covered in shit. And Gara makes a, a, a claim that she's abandoned them, uh, Kitty. That she's gotten the Vortex's power and now no longer cares for the rest of the, uh, the heroes and their problems. Because she's gone cosmic. And what I don't understand is, isn't this everybody? Isn't everybody basically getting an equal dose of, like, cosmic ultimacy? They should, but they don't. And so, like, they're not all changing the same way. You see Beast get a really big head, but Gamora doesn't really. Angel doesn't really. We mean big head. (laughs) Well, it gets to 10 inches. I feel like it's it's kind of That's how it gets the, there. <laughs> like, the, the, the head becomes four. I feel like it's almost like uh, Omega level rules, where, like, just because you're Omega doesn't mean that you're amazing. You're just the best you could be at what you do. Like, so, like, Iceman's not, like, he's Omega, but he's not, like, destroy the entire planet. He's just the best he could be at, like, controlling ice. Yeah, but also... Iceman already is an Omega level mutant. That's what I'm saying, though. Like it, and but it makes on like a cosmic level. I guess but they the get best like they, could be. they get like super pow- Like they get other powers, right? They have like super strength now, and they fly in space, and they can breathe in space. Like <laughs> Peter Quill got like his shoe. All his shoes are rocket boots. Yeah, as far <laughs> as I can tell, and he's like. Because <laughs> this the black vortex stuff doesn't make sense. It amplifies I'm- your power, which is why Beast just got like smarter. 
And Kitty, it made sense by the whole time you know it's plan B. She got herself out of the amber. Who can get all these people out of the amber? Yeah. Cosmic Kitty Pride. Now, I'll give them this. What they did was cooler than what I initially thought was going to happen. Also, they put the sh- the brightest star right in her vagina. They did the same with Carol. Yeah. Like, look at, in that panel. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's like subtext. <laughs> the brightest star is her clitoris right there. You should follow the North Star. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, Ronan decides to show up because oh, he's Ronan? real mad. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was a ship. <laughs> he is pretty blocky. He looks like uh, John Rame- uh, Romita Jr. Jerome. Yeah. So he's got his arms stretched out, his legs are together, he's just flying through the air. Yeah. He's about to open up a hatch. A bunch of droids, <laughs> droids are coming out. He looks like a me- like uh, a type of Megazord or something from the Power Rangers. Yeah. Uh, and then he kind of also looks like the Juggernaut, the way his helmet is in the other panel. Um, and he shows up and he's like, I'm going to fuck up the Slaughter Lords because you destroyed Hala. And then I'm coming after you X-Men and Guardians of the Galaxy because you're involved. And it's like, dude, they, they were saved. helping you. Yeah. They saved Hala, and then Mr. Knife blew it up. Yeah. Like, that's the other weird thing, too. Like, uh, Gara brings up, like, how long did it take for Hala to be destroyed when the Black Vortex was on it for, you know, mere moments? And it's like, the Vortex, it wasn't the Vortex power that destroyed it. It was I, like a dude with missiles. I get it. Like, mere moments. Uh, <laughs> and then this dude... Uh, it's almost like a different writer's writing it. That silver slaughter lord, the one that looks like a skeleton. Yeah. Like, Ronan's gone berserk. He's got a good point. But he's berserk. Dumb. Yeah. Because they're trying to be funny now. And, like, I think that was supposed to be a funny moment. People who, like, aren't... Shouldn't be funny. That person should not be funny. Yeah. That look. So, anyway. Like, nine hours later, after the brood starts eating the amber, they finally get into this dude's hair. Like, they're about to get the guy... And of course it happens to be the one guy Peter Quill's looking at to even point out, like, they're finally getting through. And then he starts to phase out of the uh, amber, and you realize, oh, everything's phasing out of the amber because it's the amber phasing away from them. Question. Does it them being out of the amber make it easier to eat their brains? Yes, but... Don't think that hard. <laughs> so, but it's so confusing. So for the... The brood to have to eat the brains of the people. They have to eat through the amber, but they can't eat them if they're not in the amber. But, but see, for them to eat not, them, they have what to What you're feed. not realizing is that the brood are on top of the amber. And so, and apparently none of them know how to jump off of it to the people. So, it, this is a flawless plan for Why? Kitty to just take all the amber off. I mean, plot. You could just say, yeah, that Kitty's phasing them and the amber. I'm just saying, if I was in charge, I would freeze everybody neck down, and then I would release the brood because that seems to solve so many problems. What's a special well, the time breed. alone, <laughs> right? It's a special breed of brood made specifically to eat amber. But why? Because, well, because they. Because Thane couldn't do it from the neck down. He had to cover everything. But it's so dumb. Because their goal is not to eat Amber. 
His love. They just can't eat amber, so they froze them in amber. But they can't lay their eggs in the amber. They have to do it in the brain. It's stupid. No, no, no. His load is overwhelming, thus imprecise. He doesn't have the precision with his shooting of the amber to well, get everything from the neck down. Well, he's got to cover all of it. All ground just it's sticky. either all ground that's, sticky. That's like saying like. They can defend themselves. That's why they needed to be in amber. That's like saying, you know, you're down to do a bukkake, but don't get it in the eye. Someone's shooting you in your eye. That's because you happen. said that. Be- probably, <laughs> probably because you specifically requested not to get shot in the eye. They're like, you're someone getting come down a whole bunch. You don't get to make demands. Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> Which ill? <laughs> ill. Just ill, you know? Like why? You brought up the Bukaki. You can't be mad at him. No, 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 no. I'm sa- like, I think that's a perfect one-to-one comparison, frankly, between what happened. Ten-to-one comparison. <laughs> 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 yeah, ten-to-one. Someone's hitting the eye. <laughs> ten-to-one, you're getting hit in the eye. Uh. <laughs> anyway, it does look cool though. Her pulling. Basically, an entire globe of amber away from the planet, and then she just crushes it. Oh, yeah, it shows them still, they're all still there, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's what we're saying is like, why would they still be there? Like, why wouldn't they just hop off of it onto the people? But, you know, whatever. Because that's the other thing, right? She can phase anything she's touching and what it's touching, but if the, the brood chose to not be touching the amber anymore, they would not be phased and thus would be unfazed well, by her they'd, attempt at they'd stopping them. Still be phased because she's gotta consciously phase what she wants to phase. So she's like not like the amber's touching the people, but she's not phasing the people. She's phasing the amber off of them with the No no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so she's phasing the brood. But see the brood has to keep contact with the amber in order for that to happen. If they jumped off the amber, right? They would land on the amber because the amber is a whole planet. Ah, well. Fuck you for making his writing better, man. <laughs> I was trying to poke holes in this bitch. You've been defending. You were defending all the things I was saying. What are you talking about? Well, with the amber. It's too much. Who's amber? amber? <laughs> you remember that? Can we get a replay? Uh, anyway, clip. Then we get some terrible uh, dialogue from. Well, you know what? The free bird's fine. Really? It's fine. Because it's Corsair? Because it's Corsair, it's fine. Because he has that mustache. Yeah, it's acceptable. And that bandana. It, and that chest hair. See, it's fine. You know what my problem with that is, though? He's from as north as you can be and still be in the United States. Fair enough. Yeah, he's from Alaska. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He is not southern at all. Unless he's there due to white flight. In which case, he's pretty fucking southern, and he just went really north to get away from black people. I mean, he's a white guy who flies, so... Yeah, it's white flight. Yeah. <laughs> That's the definition. <laughs> it's kind of... He's the epitome of... Yeah, it's literally caused all his problems. I mean, think about it. What are his kids? Mutants? What are mutants? Uh, al- uh, is it allegory the right word? Metaphors? Metaphors for black people? Yeah, and well, he stays oppressed. far the yeah, fuck away. Anybody from oppressed? Well, now, but initially it was always like drawn as a comparison to the civil rights movement, thus black people. But either way, even just oppressed minorities works. And he, 
who doesn't he have a good relationship with? His children. He stays far away from them. So yeah, racist. <laughs> hey, dude fucks a cat. You're yeah. gonna call him racist? Yeah! <laughs> he's, he's friends with the chode, so... They're racist who fuck dogs and fucking goats. Is so, that the sure. only people who fuck dogs? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Uh, anyway. Do you have to be racist. L- <laughs> I think that's in the requirements. <laughs> Lord of the dog has a clipboard. <laughs> they can... Reject your... <laughs> yeah. Maybe you just have to hit like uh, four out of five boxes. Uh, anyway. Laura says something dumb like, oh, she can finally stretch her claws. That's really out of character. I don't like that that dialogue was there. Uh, she should have just not been in the book, since every time she was, she not, said some dumb stuff. Yeah, they didn't yeah. do anything with her. Yeah. It was just... Really, you didn't need the X-Men in this. Except yeah, for Cyclops. Yeah, and even then, and Cyclops didn't do much. A little bit Bobby like and Beast, him. but... Beast more than anything... More than anything, probably that beast fucked up time. And you know what? That was from the Bendis stuff. Like, the best writing, and also shitting on Beast, happened <laughs> in the all-new uh, issues that tied into this. And that's when Beast, like, realized, like, oh no, I fucked up. I really did break the time stream and all this stuff. Like, that That has more um, implication and, and, like, tie-in to the overall universe than literally any of the rest of this stuff. Doesn't he forget, though? Forget that he was wrong and go right back to thinking everything he does is right? Well, that's what's hilarious. So That's beast. So, the Slaughter Lords all run away. And the heroes are all now looking at the Vortex. And then Gara is like, hey, so this thing that I forgot to mention. Turns out, you can just revoke your submission. You can just decide... You know what? I don't want the Black Vortex powers. And doesn't that kind of defeat her entire argument? Yeah. That the Black Vortex gives you power that you can't control, and then it's going to make you even more power hungry, and you're going to kill each other over it, when she like was, the whole time you could just give it up? She was kind of weird on that, because she was like, you can give it up, but like uh, Celestials will come after you, but also they don't, but also like it changes you, but not really. Yeah. It's just super vague. It's like, uh, it's a technically a gift from the Celestial, and like, uh, because it's a gift, he'll get really mad if you give no, it back. It. If you and, re-gift it, and, just <laughs> he's gonna be super pissed. And he just gives you socks. Because he's really mad, something bad will change in you. But it also could be something good. So, you know, there's that. There's like, you said nothing. Nothing you said made any sense like, yeah it's like you know yourself. sometimes things happen and we can't control the things but they happen sometimes you know what i think it is and this is off panel we didn't see this happen uh someone was like hey wait a minute if you hate what this vortex does so much how come you didn't give back the power yourself and she's like that's not what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> this ain't about that <laughs> stop calling me a hypocrite I'm only 12 billion years old. I didn't have time to think about that. Uh, And, I mean, showing probably the most uh, morality, right? Like, Cyclops is the first one to step up and be like, hey, I don't want this power. I don't like... Well, to be fair, I didn't really give him anything. Sure. Give him a forehead eye. Sure. Gave him, like, a couple inches. 
<laughs> he had he had more than enough. <laughs> enough to make Beast jealous. <laughs> oh, because he went in there looking like a kid, and he came out and now he looks like a grown man. <laughs> I wonder if like that's how Gene uh, fucked with Beast one day. Is <laughs> he had been like ten inches all this time, and then one day she's just like Scott Eleven. <laughs> I could, then uh, Beast does that Darth Vader no. <laughs> no. So Bobby's like, yeah, I don't like this hairstyle. I'm gonna change back. Groot's like, I'm Groot. Really? As in, you know, he doesn't want to be like that anymore. Uh, and then Scott tells his dad, like, you know, I don't. I, I like being a pirate. I don't like being a god. So I want to give back the power. And he's like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And also, I'm never gonna be a pirate again. Yeah. Right. Uh, and. Gamora's like, I'm keeping my power, but I don't see her with this power ever again, really. Like, I feel like the Guardians get retconned and none of this matters for them. I feel like they kind of draw her still like this, but they don't really, like, she doesn't have that much power. Well, first of all, all the people who keep power, their power gets nerfed way the fuck down. Yeah. Like, Angel is never nearly as powerful as he is for here. Just flame wings, that's it. Yeah. And even in here, like, he's like, flame wings are dope. I don't want to give these up. I'm badass. But Bendis then takes it another step further where he actually makes sense of it. And he's like, and he, you know, he makes Bobby say, well, not Bobby, uh, Warren say that like, look, man, I don't like my future. And so I want to change something dramatically because I feel like a dramatic change means something has to change. Yeah, I'm cutting all my hair, shaving it off. Yeah, basically. Well, fucking I'm also, going to go to you. I'm yeah, not know anymore. Them. I got fire wings. They're just going to cut the wings off a bird and fucking staple them <laughs> on. Well, a guy with wings. So they, they take it off Mimic. Um, and then Beast is like, So, I was wrong. And uh, I really don't want to know that I was wrong anymore. I don't like knowing all that I know. I want to go back to a guy who doesn't know things but thinks he knows things. It's like, now I know the formula for 10 inches, but I can't replicate it. (laughs) So, uh, Older Beast, Cyclops, uh, Iceman, and Groot all revoke the Black Vortex power. And they change back... And Bobby's no longer a snowboy. He's an ice man proper. He was an ice, ice man. man. I know. <laughs> That's like, what doesn't make sense. They were acting like he was a snow. I actually went back because I was like, was he snow? No, he was ice. Yeah. But I think it was just implied that he was still snow because he's like, oh, I'm like an ice cube now. It's like, kept, but you, you, you just were always drawn like an ice cube. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Groot has like a, a mullet now. <laughs> mullet dreads. Uh, and then Beast looks more or less the same. Like, I think he just... Yeah, he's cha- the same. Yeah. He just changes physically a little bit, because he was more gorilla-ish before. Well, they say Beast... a little bit. They say Beast and Cyclops changes are unrecognizable the at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. They say Cyclops was the heart, but they're like, we don't know what's going on with Beast something. Yeah. That was pretty dumb. It's like, right away, uh, somebody, I think... Uh, Kitty? S- somebody. It's their- Oh no, it's Storm. You see the silhouette. Never mind. Um, is thinking at Jean like, don't read his mind. And she's like, too late. Already did it. <laughs> Reading Scott's mind. Uh, and she's like, the change happened inside, but it wasn't his head. It was his heart. Which is crazy, because Bobby's the one who's gay! <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the one that happened. 
unless all this time Scott was a little bi curious and now it's gone. And so she's like, shit. Well, that comes back and I had some freaky stuff planned in uh, Dawn of X. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then so Gara takes the fucking black vortex and flies the fuck away. And what I don't understand also is, so Kitty keeps the power. When does she lose this power? Yeah. And why does she even keep it in the first place? She didn't want it. True. Yeah. Why does she keep it? It doesn't make any sense. So she's out in space with Peter and Peter uh, proposes to her and she's all like, yeah, and everyone inside realizes she said yes. And they're all like, oh, that's fucking amazing. She said yes. Because, uh, I guess, happy ending? I don't know. Yeah. We know she's just got to face through the ring like she does with everybody else. <laughs> I got to say, right? Gara lied. She said Kitty was the only one who handled that power. Got to say, Ronan didn't do too bad. Yeah, Ronan was doing fine. Also, another one who has this power and, like, doesn't lose it, but does lose it. Like... Randomly. Yeah, they just kind of start drawing them differently. Like him and Gamora, they just start uh, drawing differently. Yeah. They just... It's sort of like... Uh, Havoc, how they never address the fact that like Havoc's still evil until they're like, oh, we can use it as yeah. a plot device that he's still evil. <laughs> yeah, and they kind of did the same... Th- they did the same thing with uh, Sabretooth, too. Or like... They're like, oh, he's supposed to be the exact opposite, so at some points he's like a good guy, but then other points, like... He's just as much of a dick, but he's got a conscience and has to do stuff. And then then that just went away once Dawn of X started. Yeah. Uh, then there's a moment where Laura's like, I totally called that. When they're like, she said yes. And that's another, like, not Laura thing to do. Yeah, I doubt she'd be thinking about that stuff. So, that's annoying. And the end, basically. There's a thing with Thane that's stupid with him and Ebony Maw. This guy really likes the fucking relationship between Thane and Ebony Maw for some reason. And it doesn't matter at all in this story. Not even a little bit. So. That's the Black Vortex. Yep. Never to matter again. Yep. Except for like one weird thing where they got to get rid of flame wings. Yep. We got social media. I have nothing to say about this. Uh, (laughs) Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everything is at Maxman Podcast. And what does matter... And, and made of matter. Shirts. <laughs> our shirts. Our tea public. Yeah, the only ones made of matter are our shirts. Yeah, we have anti-matter shirts as well, but don't they don't matter. <laughs> I mean, you can order those if you want, but they will not come to you. <laughs> you gotta go to them. <laughs> yeah, the link uh, for all that is in the show notes. And uh, yeah, that's for today. Thank you.